Hey, what's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Liverpool. Hope you guys are all doing well. It was another three-star performance from Liverpool away at West Ham uh, after the blip of the last month or so. Uh, following on from that victory against Tottenham, it was it was going to be it was very important to see whether we would uh, carry on that momentum that we gained in the Tottenham game and the confidence that we gained in that game into this West Ham game, or whether we might regress uh, back into how we were playing through the, throughout the the rest of January. But luckily for us, um, uh, and luckily for us Liverpool fans, we we carried on. Uh, on the foot that we left off against Tottenham Hotspurs with an absolutely fantastic win, um, uh, second half performance, which probably I would say we haven't seen the likes of this season uh, at all. Um, some quality finishes, some like, absolutely mega displays all around the pitch and uh, just a lot of positives, I think, to come out of this game. But let's start off with talking about the, the lineup and there are a couple of changes to the team. Uh, Nat Phillips coming in, uh, starting at centre-back with obviously Jean Matip going off uh, half-time against Tottenham and was unexpected to start and Fabinho um, looks set to miss out as well uh, due to the injury that left him out of the Tottenham game as well and I think it's going to be touch and go to see whether he comes back in against uh, Brighton most probably I think uh, Klopp will, will kind of rest him um, and then we'll most probably try and play uh, Fabinho and Henderson as our centre-back partnership at Man City in about a week's time but Nat Phillips obviously he made his first Premier League start of the season uh, in the home game against West Ham and he did really really well that time against Sebastian Allaire uh, Antonio was out injured uh, and again we'll talk about this a little later but he put in an absolutely mega performance very solid and um showed why you know he's a good option uh, for Jurgen Klopp and why Jurgen Klopp shouldn't be afraid to use him um, in games moving forward. Also in midfield we had a couple of uh, well the midfield was pretty much the same uh, with Wijnaldum kind of continuing in that number six position which we talked a bit about last time with Milner and Thiago slightly further forward but it was up front uh, where the majority of the changes to the team were with Firmino dropping out to the bench and Mane missing out completely due to a minor issue. As I said before Whenever Klopp says a minor issue, they never the players are never normally back the next game. It's always a couple of games. So I probably would expect Sadio Mane to sit out Brighton uh, just because of the fact that we've got Man City next weekend as well, um, which obviously put them, therefore, a lot of pressure on uh, Mo Salah being the only one of the front three uh, starting up front. And uh, Shakiri is a very different player. He's not really that kind of up front striker. Uh, and Divock Origi, who we've seen, who hasn't made too many, too many starts this season and has, uh, has struggled when he came on and hasn't really made an impact um, that we've maybe seen in the past couple of seasons uh, from him. First half was, uh, I, I guess, a bit of a sparring session. I, I, I think West Ham kind of came into the game going, all right, we know, we know Liverpool have been in a bit of bad form and so we know there's a possibility, but at the same time, they know how well we played against Tottenham and, and so therefore maybe slightly wary of that. And I think they possibly throughout the game just got caught in two minds almost of not really sure how to play us, you know, whether they should go for us and, and you know, uh, try and expose our vulnerabilities or actually be a bit more cautious, um, uh, you know, with us playing the way we've been playing for the past couple of seasons. And I think that kind of um, hampered them throughout the game and it's probably why we saw pretty much nothing from West Ham the entire game. But in the first half, it was very much uh, Liverpool having the ball. Um, no one really kind of, I think um, in commentary, in the UK commentary, we were talking about how Liverpool were playing a diamond. Um, I've talked about putting two up top in the past 
uh, to try and mix things up. That's what we did today. Uh, but rather than the strikers kind of both playing down through the middle, they both kind of went wide to give us some more of that width. That Because um, when you normally play a diamond in the middle, it's always very narrow. So the strikers almost split. But the problem with the strikers splitting is one of those midfielders, particularly the person who's playing at the number 10 role, so the point of the diamond, the attacking point of the diamond, has to make a run forward has to go beyond the strikers um if they're going to be playing split and the problem is the problem we had in that first half was shakiri was playing that position and shakiri is just not that player to run in behind he he's a get the ball to feet turn on the half turn and and feed in someone else and yes that kind of worked playing the ball out to salah and Origi on the wings but when they got out when we got out wide there then there was no one in the middle um and i thought it was an interesting idea to adapt based on the plays that we had on the pitch I just don't think he worked very well, and I think Klopp admitted that in his in his uh, press conference after the game as well, which is why you saw some of the changes in the second half, which you saw Thiago pushed a bit more forward as well, um, which allowed kind of two players in that position, um, and then it kind of just changed the changed the kind of look of the game from an attacking perspective from our point, gave Suchek and Declan Rice a different problem to deal with, and although our goals didn't really come from um, you know balls from those players. Uh, I think that had a big change in terms of shifting the momentum of the game. But yeah, as I said, there wasn't really much to talk about in the first half. Not really, kind of, it was it was very much a sparring match. Not really any great chances for anyone. But um, it was it was a game in which it was kind of a feeding out process almost. West Ham didn't really lay any, lay any punches on us. We didn't really lay any on them. And I think going into halftime... I think Jurgen Klopp would probably be a bit, be a bit disappointed coming off the the result and the performance we had on the, uh, against Spurs that we didn't do better. Um, but I think West Ham were were probably content with with how the first half went. But then in the second half, um, as 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 we briefly talked about, the the game kind of stepped up a little bit from our side with with Thiago playing a little bit further forward and, and Milner dropping in and playing that kind of number six position. Um, it helped us get the ball a bit further up the pitch. Uh, and I think the the key, the, a really, really key point, which I think may be overlooked throughout this whole game, was that substitution of James Milner um, and with Curtis Jones coming off. Um, with Curtis Jones coming on, sorry. Uh, it's reported that James Milner had a bit of a tight hamstring, um, which is why he came off, which is which is fair. You know, he's played twice in, what, three days now, which is not very common for, for a 35-year-old. But Curtis Jones and what he, what he can bring to the team, he showed absolutely instantly, which was taking the ball and driving forward. Uh, that's kind of what was missing a little bit in the first half. As I said, we kind of were just picking the ball up, passing it back, passing it side to side. And there was no one who was taking the ball either turning with it and then driving out the defenders. And that's exactly what Curtis Jones did, pretty much his first involvement in the game. Uh, ball got fed out to Mo Salah. And uh, Mo Salah was one-on-one with, with with Cresswell and was able to just fashion, a, fashion it onto his left foot um, to then curl into the top corner. And I think one of the things, if you watch the goal in kind of slow motion from behind the goal, I think what you see, which is so, so clever by my, Mo Salah, is, is you see other players, uh, you know, Pepe springs to mind after watching the Arsenal game yesterday, where they try and beat the player with stepovers, so using their feet to uh, to fool the defender as to which way they're going. When you watch it in slow motion, you, you can see how Salah uses his body to deceive the defender instead. It's just very slight shimmies in his, in his shoulders, in his hips, which is kind of what uh, throws off Aaron Cresswell a little bit as to which way he was going to go um, but then as soon as there's that not even half a yard less than half a yard Mo Salah able to whip the ball in Fabianski no chance and it's 1-0 a fantastic goal uh, but for me that all came from one the substitution and, t- and two just kind of the, the driving uh, dribbling nature of Curtis Jones's play after that you kind of saw 
uh, I think the intensity in Liverpool's game step up as well. You saw that them them closing down with a bit more intensity and a bit more purpose. Um, and and from that point onwards, it kind of really did look like well, at least for the next five minutes, it looked like Liverpool were probably more likely to get the second goal than than West Ham getting getting an equaliser. Um, but but shortly after that, West Ham did once they got over that initial hump, did start to get into the game a little bit. But that's when the second goal came, and uh, there isn't really much to talk about in the second goal in terms of. Um, build up or anything because it all happened so quickly and there was I think there was something like four only four or five touches from when Trent Alexander-Arnold first picked the ball up just outside the edge of our box to Mo Salah getting the ball into uh, West Ham goal and it was a great ball um, from Trent Alexander-Arnold to get into the space behind Shakiri and um, Mo Salah was free uh, Klopp in, in his post in his post-match press conference talked about how he thought Shaq played the ball slightly early and I actually thought I, I kind of disagree with him there because I think uh, by playing it early, it just meant that Salah had that space. I think had had Shakiri taken a touch or maybe two touches, that would have allowed the defenders to just get into slightly better positions, which would have made it the it would have made it even more difficult um, to get a ball into Mo Salah. So I think it was great that he played it first first time. Um, Shakiri showing a bit of pace to get to the ball, um, but it, as you guys would have known if you've seen the highlights, the the touch from Mo Salah was just absolutely fabulous. Like that that touch is so easily just able to just roll off your foot and kind of into Fabianski's hands or him to completely miss the ball because it's with his weaker right foot. And they're just, the, the chance of error is just so large. Um, and, and, and therefore, because of that, what he did was so amazing. And, um, it was just a fabulous goal. And then and then not only the first touch, but then the dink with the left foot to just get it over Fabianski and into the far corner. Absolutely sublime. And uh, yeah, there just aren't, really, aren't enough superlatives to describe that goal, both from how we broke, uh, but more importantly than the finish that Mo Salah had. After that, again, I think West Ham felt a bit deflated, I think. I think after that, they felt like the game was done. I think it was done. Um, but, um, you know, they could have got... There was still about 15 or so minutes to go when we scored that goal and if they were to get the next goal it could have made it very interesting but I thought they kind of resigned themselves um, to the fact they were going to lose the game which is kind of what led us to uh, the third goal they were they were just a yard or two off us uh, I think we pop we made a number of passes going into the goal um, I, I don't know if it's been counted but I, I can't imagine it's any less than like 30 or so passes it was absolutely fantastic great team move Great to see Firmino linking as well. We've seen a lot of improvements from him in the Manchester United game um, and then in the Spurs game. And then again, we saw uh, today with the little kind of backheel combination with Oxlade-Chamberlain um, and then Firmino was able to square it to Genie Wijnaldum who was able to just roll it into the goal. So great to see him get a goal as well. Um, he's been absolutely mega in terms of both his performances and the fact that he's just pretty much played every game. Um, and obviously the whole contract situation around him is, is still kind of up in the air a little bit. But um Hopefully that gets resolved in, in a positive way for us. But but yeah, after that, West Ham did go and get an, a, a consolation goal, which was from a corner. Uh, the ball kind of just came through on the floor and uh, Dawson just smashed it in. Alisson had no chance. But yeah, it was very much a consolation goal. And there was nothing really the defenders or or the goalkeeper really do about it. But by that point, the game was, was gone anyway. Let's touch on my man of the match before we get on to the shout-out for Klopp. For me, the man of the match, I think, has to be Mo Salah. It, it can't be anyone else. The... the the onus was on him, given he was the only one of the front three starting. Um, and the fact that Divock um, hasn't really shown his goal-scoring um, prowess throughout this season. 
there was a lot of responsibility on Mo Salah to score and get us the goals, and that's exactly what we did. That's exactly what he did, and exactly what we needed him to do. I think another uh, an honourable mention and shout out definitely goes to Jordan Henderson and Nat Phillips. They were absolutely mega again, and um, yeah, I, no really words to say. And I think both of them will most probably start in the centre back partnership again, even if Matip is fit uh, in midweek against Brighton. And then finally, guys, to end off this episode, the shout out to Klopp. I guess it's just going to be continue on with experience. We talked about it again in the in the review of the Tottenham game, but especially that midfield of Wijnaldum, Thiago, uh, and Jason Muller. That's a very experienced midfield in in you know in Champions Leagues, in in Premier League, etc. And it looks to have really really worked in te- in terms of helping us get a foothold in games and giving uh, giving the opportunity to those front three to go ahead and express themselves and get all the goals that we have. Um, over the last couple of games so that's it for this episode guys i hope you enjoyed this one the premier league action keeps coming with brighton next up thank you all for listening and i'll catch you guys on the next one